All right, we are back. Sorry for the absence. No music? No music. We're just jumping right into it. Right into it. There's no time. There's no time for music. There's no time for music. This is Dump on the Ump, a baseball uh, podcast. Tonight is Tuesday, October 16th, 2018. Game three of the ALCS just ended. Uh, So we're doing like an emergency podcast to cover that and a few other uh, sports things that are going on. So thank you right for listening now. right now. Uh, my name is Joel. Uh, I'm in Champaign, Illinois. With me right now is Sam. Hey, Joe. I'm uh, calling it from Brooklyn, New York. Uh-huh. Uh, work. I'm actually at work right now. Right. My hot take tonight is that uh, with JBJ hitting a grand slam in game three, of the ALCS in Houston. I don't know where I'm going with this. It was fucking awesome. That's my hot take. It was like a really awesome Grand Slam. Nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, our other podcast member, Eli, is at Home Depot buying a shop back. So he'll probably jump in in a minute when he gets home from the Home Depot. Right. There's going to be a lot of noise over on his line, though. <laughs> <You're> right. Because <laughs> we assume he'll be shop backing as well as podcasting. Well, and Sam's technically at work right now, so... I am at, I am at work. I actually will have to jump off and cook food if yeah. anyone orders anything. Um, yeah, my hot take, I gotta, I gotta take my uh, opportunity to talk about college football real quick. Uh, the Oregon Ducks beat the number seven Washington Huskies at home thirty to twenty seven in overtime. So that was pretty sweet. Their second overtime game of the season. And I watched the game on like I'm streaming it, right? So I'm a little bit delayed. And I was texting with my dad about it while we were watching. And of course he was seeing everything happen about thirty to forty seconds before I did. Which was really annoying. Classic. And it was overtime, and Oregon had the ball, and either they score a touchdown and win, or it's a turnover on downs and they lose. And Dad texted me something like, "What a game!" Like a very ambiguous text. Like either something awesome happened or something terrible happened, but I had no idea knowing which one it was. And then on the next play, the Ducks scored the winning. Walk off touchdown. So that was pretty sweet. Uh, <laughs> anyway, they're at Washington State next week, so they're probably going to lose that game. Wait, but they won by three. They won they, by three. Thirty to twenty-seven. They won by three. And it was a game-winning touchdown. Uh huh. They were down twenty twenty-seven twenty-four. They didn't kick the. It was twenty. Do you know how? Oh, call, they didn't kick the extra point. Right, because it was that was the game. Game over. Game over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually, uh, I think I've talked about how I really prefer college football overtime rules to NFL overtime rules. Yeah, you've talked plenty about college football. Too. Yeah. Well, okay. I just wanted to get that out there. <laughs> um, enough for everybody. Everyone's heard enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so back to. Uh, baseball, we've got a lot to talk about. So the Red Sox just won Game 3 at Houston, 8-2, to two, to take a 2-1 lead in that series. Sam, you watched this game? Uh, parts of it. Parts of it. 
So yeah, Jake, I'm, again, I'm at work. Yeah, so. I was at work actually. Also, I was working a middle school basketball game, which I've talked about before. Also. Go Wildcats. What's your team name? Jaguars. Close. Jaguars. Yeah. Go Jags. Yeah. Go Jags. We beat the Bulldogs. I think there's three teams named the Bulldogs in our conference. Fucking Bulldogs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but this game was close, actually, right? Until the end, until Jackie Bradley Jr. hit a Grand Slam home run in the yeah. eighth inning. I gotta say that this championship series has been, like, very delightful to watch as a baseball fan. Yeah. Uh, because it just feels like every pitch is the pitch, like starting with the beginning of the game. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like nothing comes, like both of these teams are so fucking good that nothing is easy. Like nothing comes easy, you know? Yeah, would you agree that this, uh, these are the two best teams in baseball? I think that, yeah, I think that hands down these are the two best teams yeah. in baseball. Yeah. I think an argument could be made that the Milwaukee Brewers are the hottest team in baseball. Right? Yeah, that's a good point. They've been playing lights out also. Yeah. Um, one, so I thought that an advantage Houston would have in this series with, against the Red Sox would be their starting pitching. But yeah. so far, that really hasn't panned out. Possibly Verlander outpitched Sale in game one. But, yeah, definitely. But otherwise, the Red Sox offense has been able to get to the Houston pitchers. For sure. And I think that the, you know, the, the Houston pitchers can be really good and the Red Sox offense can still score four runs, which yes. is enough to win a game. Yes. What was the uh, score of game two? Um, oh, that was that 7-5 game. Yeah. Right. That was a good one, too. Um, in that one, in game two, there was a lot of pressure on David Price. And, you know, the win, the postseason winless David Price. But he went out in the, he pitched four and a third innings. He had a 5-4 lead coming out of it. So, and he was pitching against Garrett Cole. Yeah. Just and really, the story is neither of them did very well. <laughs> Headline: Those yeah. pitchers kind of sucked. Yeah, but that's a win for David Price. Right, right. Only kind of sucking is good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and the other story from that game two win, in my opinion, is Craig Kimbrell once again trying to make things more dramatic than they actually have to be in the ninth inning. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh he's having he's struggling a little bit. Yeah. He uh, gave up two runs in that game that I went to in Yankee Stadium, and then he what gave up a run yesterday or two runs yesterday. He gave up. He loaded the bases. He only ended up giving up one run, but he loaded oh, right. the bases. So I actually think the winning run came to play in the top of the ninth for Houston. Right, it was Bergman. They flied out to the wall. Was that it? Yeah. Okay. Which brings up my real question. Yeah. Who's this guy, Alex Bergman? Why is everyone so oh. freaking high on him right now? Yeah. Like they're talking about him like he's Mookie Betts, and they're not talking about Mookie Betts at all. 
Well, that's the whole small sample size issue, right? Bugman is good. Um, Alex Bugman is a good baseball player. Right, but Mookie Betts is the MVP. Yes, but has he been the MVP of the postseason? I would say no. I mean, he's having a pretty good series, I think. This, this, is, a, this is a story of what have you done for me lately. Right. That, that's what it is. Um, but yeah, in 2018, Bergman hit 286 with looks like a 900-ish um, OPS. He had 31 home runs and 103 RBIs. So he's he's no slouch. He's good at baseball. Uh, the fascinating thing about Bergman is in the playoffs, he, he's got something insane like a 718 on base percentage because the motherfucker is just walking. Yeah, and getting hit by pitches too. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's really the story about Alex Bergman. <laughs> Uh, what was that one game? Where where was his BBs? There he is. In game one, he got walked three times. In game two, he got walked three times. And in game one, he was walked merely once, but he went two for three. So his stats so far in the ALCS, 0 for 1 with three walks, 0 for 2 with three walks, and 2 for 3 with one walk. I can't do that math in my head, but that's above a 700 on base percentage. Right. So he's he's the Jewish god of walks. Let's call him that. Okay. Um. But yeah, who's who has been the offensive MVP the last three games for the Red Sox in your opinion? Definitely Jackie Bradley Jr. Yeah, he's he had knocked, a couple of big hits, hasn't he? Knocked in three runs yes or Sunday, and then he knocked in four runs today. Yeah. Yeah. And that's huge. And he's doing his regular defensive skills also. You've talked about it, but, you know, this is the first time I've sat down and really, you know, watched consecutive Boston Red Sox games. That outfield has saved them a bunch of runs. That is impressive. Um, So I don't think we can be underestimating that. Uh, I wanted you to talk about you know, it's been over a week since we podcasted. I wanted you to talk about Game Four of the ALD, ALDS. You that went to that at. game that you were at. Eli was at Game One, and you right. were at Game Four. So tell me a little Can bit we not about talk that. About that already? That the last time we po- you've told me about it, but you haven't told our loyal audience about it. Oh. I didn't realize. I thought we had covered that already. No, uh, no, that's right, because yeah. I lost my voice afterwards. Right. Because I was screaming so much at the ball game. That's awesome. Um, it was pretty good. I was in the upper deck with a couple of friends, and I was in the front row, and I was screaming so loud at <laughs> uh, CC Sabathia. It was really brutal. Um, and everyone was so angry, and people were throwing Skittles and popcorn at us. Uh, but <laughs> were you friends Red Sox fans, or did you go with friends? No, no, they were Red Sox fans. Red Sox I, don't have any, I don't have any friends who are Yankees fans. Right. You, if you meet someone and they, you find out that they're Yankees fans, the friendship is over. Right, exactly. Yeah. And you live in Brooklyn. Thanks, but no thanks. Right. You really don't yeah. make a lot of friends, do you? I don't know. Yeah. I hate, I don't. I don't like people. 
Okay, go uh, on. <laughs> uh, but it was good because the Red Sox loaded the bases in the first inning and they didn't score, and then I think that they got a couple on the second inning and they didn't score, and then they scored a run in the third inning and then they scored a couple more runs, and the game ended up being, what, 3-2 to two or 4-3, to three, something like that? Let me look it up because it looked for a while... <laughs> I did watch this game. It looked for a while like the Red Sox were going to run away with it. And then Kimball did that thing where he he had a 4-1 lead going into the bottom of the ninth and gave up two runs. So technically got the save, but instead of winning 4-1, the Red Sox won 4-3. Um, yeah, I think that... Uh, yeah, it really didn't seem like a close game for most of the game. Yeah. Like, the Yankees were playing pretty terrible baseball. Yeah. I was yelling at Gary Sanchez because he's terrible. Yes. And I was like, overrated! <laughs> overrated! And they love him there for some reason. It's like, yeah. really just speaks to, like, the low baseball IQ of Yankees fans, right. I think. Right. But they love Gary Sanchez so right. much. Because... I think they just love him because he looks like somebody who maybe would bully smaller children on the playground. Oh, that makes like, sense. That's like their paradigm for greatness. You know what I mean? Like these Yankees fans are the people who put Donald Trump in the White House. Let's not forget. Exactly. Um, I guess. And so they're attracted to that kind of schoolyard bully mentality. It doesn't matter that this guy like can't play his position for shit. You mean, you're talking about yeah Gary Sanchez. Yeah, no, you're talking. Ta- I mean, it's applicable to Donald Trump. Too. That's what I'm saying. You're talking about <laughs> u- ugly guys, ugly guys with no necks from Staten Island. Right. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Who aren't very good at their jobs? Who are not good at their jobs, like Gary yeah. Sanchez. Right. There, uh, there were and, a lot of passed balls. Yeah, he has had the most passed balls over the past two years of any catcher. Yeah. In the major leagues. Yeah. So um, why do you think, I mean, go? I am fascinated by why he is so beloved amongst the Yankee fan base. Do you think it's because they they connect with his brutish, pig-headed, bullying ways? Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. I and, think that's it. And then, you know, when he came up in the second half of the season as a rookie, he hit a bunch of home runs. And they, like... That's just all they needed to see. He could do nothing for the rest of his career. They would love him. Right. But he you know, also, I mean, he was an offensive threat in the ALDS. Not really. He In the game four, he went one for three with a double, an OBI, and a sacrifice fly and a run. Right. He did better than any other Yankee hitter, except Didi Gregorius went two for four. Let me talk about that. You know who did not come up big for the New York Yankees? Was John Stanton. Stanton was nothing. And I loved the poetic justice of him striking out with runners in scoring position for his last at-bat of the season. Yeah. That was perfect. Yep. So... Um, But yeah, I mean, until that last inning, like, the stadium was really quiet. Yeah. And, you know... It didn't really seem like a postseason game. But, you know, I think as you pointed out on Twitter, 
the Yankees gave up on their team in the third inning. Yes. They like, were ready for next season in the third inning of an elimination game. Exactly. Down yeah. only three, from which they almost made a comeback. Right. That shocked me. And the broadcast team, I forget which channel that was on, really fed into that narrative from watching that game on TV. There were lots of long camera shots of forlorn Yankee fans or Yankee fans with their, you know, surrender cobra with their hands on their heads in disbelief. And there were lots of shots of empty seats. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the other thing. Mm -hmm. A lot of people started leaving early and the whole stadium didn't fill up. Yeah. Well, thank God the Yankees are done. Got rid of them. Red Sox and Astros in the ALCS. You were a Red Sox fan. I'm pulling for your team. But I'm not a Houston Astros hater, right? Right. Um, You were bandwagoning them hard last year. I was bandwagoning them hard last year. That was lots of fun. I'm bandwagoning the Red Sox this year because they seem like the best team, and I always bandwagon for the best team. I also like... Here's a couple things that are really fun about the Red Sox is after game two of the ALDS in Boston. The one they lost. The one they lost. Aaron Judge walked by the Red Sox clubhouse blasting New York, New York by, uh, what's his name? Sinatra. Mr. Blue Eyes. Yeah. And, uh, and then he, and then the Red Sox came out the next game and scored 16 runs yeah. against the Yankees. <laughs> and then before this game, on the off day yesterday, what's his name? Uh, the Jewish Mookie Betts, apparently. Bre- yeah, Bregman. Bregman yeah. Put, put something on his Instagram that was the Astros going back to back to back off of Ibaldi. Right, who then had pitches six innings. And then the Red Sox torched them 8-2, you know? So I'm I'm liking this Red Sox uh, response to uh, trolling. Yes. Yeah, be careful what you wish for. Yeah, exactly. It's like, don't poke the bear. Yeah, they will come out. And that's something also that I've enjoyed. This has been a really fun playoffs. And one thing I've really enjoyed about these playoffs is the Red Sox really putting to rest any notion that they're not an elite offensive team. Right. Because was, that, was there a notion of that? Especially in that New York Yankees series because so many people are up the butts of the New York Yankees. It oh, was, God, they love them. The, the message was... Can the Red Sox survive the Bronx Bombers? The Bronx Bombers, they can hit home runs anytime, always. And you're like, dude, the two best hitters in Major League Baseball are on the Boston Red Sox. Right. Probably, deservedly, the two most MVP vote hitters, you know? Right. And furthermore, has been the production of the bottom half of Boston's lineup who have really come through at different key times. We talked about Jackie Bradley Jr. getting a, a, maybe being the MVP of the ALCS at this point. 
I'm trying to remember, there's another dude who came up with a key hit. I think it was in game one. Oh, well, in the game that I watched, the Yankees game, uh, Christian Vasquez hit a home run. Yeah. He is our catcher. We have, like, a platoon catcher. He's the one who plays less. And, um, and he hit a home run. It was, like, his fourth home run of the year or something. And that ended up being the game-winning run. Right. You know? Yeah. What's up, fellas? What's hey, up? Eli? You made it. What's up, Eli? How's it going? Guess what? We can just repeat every point that Sam and I have made about the Red Sox for you now that you're here. Are we live? Uh, yeah, we're live. Yeah, we're on you. We didn't even do walk-up music. No, we're just jumping right in. We're just jumping yeah. right in because... There's no like, time. Yeah. There's no time to waste. Yeah. <laughs> well, hell yeah. <laughs> we were speculating that there would be a lot of shock back back noise when you jumped on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I got to set it up. <laughs> Uh, so, big win. Yeah. Away, game three. I listened to the game on the radio, which was glorious. Yeah. I got to listen to the home, uh, you know, the home team commentators, which, you know, is, is better than listening, I think, than on TV. Um, <clears throat> but they were saying that, uh, and maybe you guys already said this, but of the teams who have won away on the road for Game 3 in LCS um, or LSC, yeah, LCS yeah. Uh, games, that 75% of the time they end up winning the series. Yeah, well, Tor- and Game 3 is the key, especially if it's a 1-1 tie going into Game 3. Right. That's a huge key turnaround. Because now the other team has to win three out of four. And that's hard to do. Right. And two of those games are going to be away. Yeah. In this instance, back in Boston. Yeah. Woo! Um, I had a question. Oh, listening on the radio. So we talked. I, I loved, I, when I lived in Chicago, I loved listening to White Sox games on the radio. Mm-hmm. I don't anymore because I don't own a clock radio. And I guess... I'm not technologically savvy enough to stream it, although that must be easy now that I think about it. It's not easier than getting it on the regular radio. Yeah, I just... It's actually super hard. They make it almost impossible for you to stream sporting events if you're in the the area that it's actually on the regular radio. Yeah. I need to just go to Home Depot and buy a a radio. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I get. (laughs) But go to Home Depot. Go to like a yard sale. Yeah, yard sales are like lousy with radios. It's true, right? Because I think it's a good metaphor for antiquated baseball. Because baseball games are amazing to listen to on the radio. I think in lots of ways they were built for radio broadcast because it's a conversation, kind of like a podcast, with every once in a while something happens. But you can fill right. all that dead air with interesting factoids and weird observations. Yeah, stupid jokes. And stupid jokes. And <laughs> ambiguously racist comments. Yeah, hopefully you can decrease that, but obviously that's going to be a part of it. Especially if your broadcaster is 65 and a white man. Which they all are. Which they all are. 
But I've I used to listen to Portland Trailblazer games on the radio all the time, and those were fun, and it was kind of a family tradition. But it is ridiculously hard to follow an NBA game by listening to the radio. The play-by-play guy has to do so much work, and you still are not sure what is actually going on. But in a baseball game, the pace really lends itself to listening to the radio. Also, baseball, I think, lends itself to even going more antiquated than that. It lends itself to being, like, followed via the newspaper. Yeah, you mentioned this, but say it again, because I think it's an important point. It's just like everything is quantifiable as as a statistic. Yeah. And you can read the score sheet from the night before in the newspaper and really get a good idea of, like, what happened in that game. Yeah. And granted, you'll miss out on some of the more spectacular, like, defensive plays because they don't go down as, um, you know, a robbed home run. They just go down as a fly out to right field or whatever. Yeah. But <clears throat> you can really, you can really, you know, get to know, uh, you can get to know, a, like, players in a team by reading the box score. Yeah. I think that's great. I think we should all jump in our. Model T Ford buggies and go down to the brew pub now that prohibition has been lifted and listen to the Boston Red Stockings on our local radio and then read it in our local nickel newspapers the next day. Right. We also drink beer for breakfast. Yes, and go to segregated schools. Right. You guys are just explaining my life right now. Really? <laughs> That's pretty sweet, Eli. Right? I'm jealous. Yeah. the school you go to these days. Yeah. It's, it's tough. <laughs> the, uh, the, so the thing about the hometown radio uh, announcers, though, Sam, and, and you're going to hate this. Um, I'm sure maybe you talked about this before I got on, but the just over-the-top praise that they give to this third baseman for... Oh, yeah. Uh, Bregman? Houston. Bregman? Is that, are we talking Bregman. about Bregman again? Yeah. Bregman. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure you already brought that up, but the guys on the radio, oh, my God, they were just as bad, and they're, you know, the Red Sox radio. They're like, this guy, you know, they're just going to walk him because he's such a great hitter, and every play that he made... I, I wasn't watching it, but it sounded like every play that he made was top 10 sports center. Um, he just walked. Third, too. But I, fu- I think it's funny that both of you guys are irritated by this. It just seems kind of like a prick. I, I don't think he is. I think Gary Sanchez is a prick. No, he's the one who trolled the starting pitcher. Oh, yeah. right, with the, with the Instagram. Him. I yeah. got gotcha. you. No, he's gotcha. a prick. Okay. Yeah. And he got spanked today. Damn. Uh, oh, just by the Red Sox offense, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Yep, and also that double he got. You can't see me because the camera is covered, but I'm doing air quotes. Okay. Double. Uh-huh. That was a fucking error. Yeah, that was. A, it sounded like it was an error. <laughs> that was definitely an error on the Red Sox third baseman. Okay. How about? How about? Can you guys tell me about the um, ball that they had reviewed that was a catch? Um, I think it was maybe Pierce that hit a ball, a ball almost to the wall and then 
the guy caught it and then they they reviewed it and the guys on the radio were like oh that's definitely a catch and they reviewed it and it was a catch but then later on they were like oh we're seeing some new angles on twitter and it definitely looks like it hit a hanging down sheet from the wall oh no i didn't see that yeah i'm gonna have to go investigate on that one because they were so sure it was a catch this was in like the third inning and there was guys in second and third or maybe first and second and it definitely would have added at least one maybe two runs but they called it an out and they reviewed it and it was still an out but i don't know mm-hmm. i wasn't watching so i couldn't make right. a call right you were listening on the radio right that's the downfall <laughs> <laughs> Eli, we talked a little bit about Houston pitching versus Boston hitting. And one thing I thought about going into this series was that the Astros were going to have an advantage in pitching and the fact that they could put some of their starting rotation, have them come out of the bullpen, especially Lance McCullers. And that has not panned out for the Houston Astros. Boston's hitters have gotten to them, I mean, at least in the two wins. I guess they only scored two runs in the loss. Do you have any comments about that? Especially, we talked a lot about JBJ's Grand Slam today. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, oh, yeah. Sorry. I, think, I think that the Red Sox have faced Os- Osuano, like Osuna? As, Osuna as many yeah. times as he's, for as many years as he's been in the league, right? Because he was with Toronto. With Toronto. And... So and then they released him because he beat his wife. Right. Let's yeah. not forget about that. Right. Right. And and no team would take him except for Houston. Houston. Even we're, didn't we talk about this? Like a bunch of the players even came out and were like, "We're not cool with this." Yeah. What um, happened? But regardless, you know that aside, he he's pitched with Toronto. I think his whole career, and of course the Red Sox play Toronto a thousand times during the regular season. So. If anyone knows what he looks like, it's going to be the Sox, which was definitely in our advantage. There was some in the JBJ at uh, interview after the game. They asked him. They, they mentioned that he was had the most at bats against those, you know, of anybody in the playoffs or something like that. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's yeah. a big difference. Yeah. Difference maker, perhaps. Especially yeah. if he's your closer or reliever. Yeah. They were also, like, they're like, were you thinking fastball? And he's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Sorry, you like, come on. <laughs> um, well, you know, I think the other part of it is that the Red Sox had the most wins this year of any team in the MLB, largely because of their hitting. So, right. You know, if you're putting, what was it, 108 wins up on offense, like, I don't care what your pitching staff looks like. These boys can hit. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the bottom line. Well, it was, uh, I saw, there was a stat, I think they put up at the last game, that, like, Mookie Betts and, like, against the top 10 pitchers in the American League, Mookie Betts was batting, like, 450 or something. Like that, so yeah, it's like you know they can hit. You know, it's not like I mean the AL 
East was kind of a joke this year, but they still play the Yankees 19 times. You right, know? yeah. They also said on the radio that uh, Mookie hit three ninety four against left-handed hitters. Right. And the next closest, or pitcher, sorry. The next closest batter was the guy for Colorado, that third baseman there. Oh, no, he, Yeah, he, and he, he was like 360 wow. or something. Wow. So. Pretty exciting. Yeah. One, I want to make one comment. We talked a little bit about the ALDS and how much we hate the New York Yankees and their players. One guy I feel really sorry for is Andrew McCutcheon, who is now playing for the New York Yankees. Touch. Yeah. Mostly because he had to shave his sideburns when he joined the Yankees. And now he just looks super weird to me whenever I see him on the TV. He looks looks kind of like a snake. Yeah, or someone who's been in jail for a really long time and just released. Like He has that... (laughs) He has that real gaunt, hollowed, PT war veteran look to him. Yeah, he actually looks more like he's gone through some sort of rigorous brainwash. Right. Yeah, that you probably but have to do that. Yeah, yeah exactly. like he's got some empty look behind his eyes. Now, exactly. You know? When he was with Pittsburgh, he was always happy, and he had a nice beard, and he played good, and he was playing for like a fun team. And now the months with the New York Yankees have just drained him of that joy and soul. Right. He's, he's just dead inside. He's dead inside. I just wanted to make that comment. Okay, let's talk about the National League. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. I have one more thing to say about the Yankees. Yeah. When I was at that game, there was this one guy, John, what, Voigt? No, what's his name? Yeah. Yeah, Voigt. Yeah, <clears throat> First of all, and they do the boo thing where he comes up. As yeah. if his name was Voot. Yeah. <laughs> and it sounds like they're booing him and they think they're really clever, but his name is Voight. So it doesn't make any sense. So that should be saying boy. Right. I was, they say boo. It's yeah. stupid. Are you guys saying boo or Voight? Because <laughs> his name ain't boo. But anyway, the Yankees, you said he had to shave his sideburns, but the Yankees have actually relaxed their dress code, oh. and so this guy, Voight, was up there with, like, the top two buttons of his jersey up there, oh. and so I was screaming at him, I was like, George Steinbrenner would be rolling in his grave right now, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, <laughs> anyway, I, feel like, I feel like Paul O'Neill did that, did he? What, even, yeah, back in the Steinbrenner days, no, I don't think so, man, that was, like, it was strict. Well, I know that they were like the clean-shaven thing and haircuts was strict. And also that you had to look like you were a part of the occult and, <laughs> and racist and yeah. on drugs. Like, those those were all requirements of the New York yeah. Yankees. And but now they have... Like, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm just saying now they have relaxed those things. But I feel like... I don't know why... Neil is popping in my head as somebody who often wore the like top two buttons down. But anyway, it was good because yeah. all the Yankees fans were like conflicted. Yeah. Because they like. They like can, this baseball but, player who's not very good because right. he looks like a douchebag. He looks he, like a schoolyard bully, yeah. But they also have allegiance to their fascist traditions. Right. And they don't want people to have freedom of thought or expression. That's their least favorite thing. That is their least favorite thing. 
Oh, and another thing is that everybody at that stadium was white. No, that ain't true. Not it was it was like overwhelmingly Caucasian, and like I like I think of New York City as like right. the representation of the melting pot of America, and it was like whitewashed in there. I'd be really interested to find out the demographics about that because. The shots from the TV did not... The shots from the TV looked very, very diverse. And one of the Yankee fans that we follow on Twitter, Joe McFly, he is, like, black Puerto Rican, or Dominican, actually, I think. Sorry, Dominican. And he was at two of those games with a bunch of his buddies. And he was live Facebooking it. Um, it's not like literally every single person there was white. True, true, true. No, I'm not saying you were. Nor do, it yeah. was. <laughs> there was, one, there was at least one Latino man there, and I have proof. <laughs> <laughs> I have proof. No, it was, I, it was just they were like, you know, going around the stands on the big screen. Uh-huh. And about halfway through, one of my friends who I was with was like, man, there's a lot of white people here. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, oh, you're right. I would be really curious to know more about that as things shift to the playoffs. And you get, especially with the Yankees and the Dodgers, we do have to talk about the NL at some Well, I guess we don't have to if we don't want to. But we should talk about the Dodgers at some point. But all the celebrities are there. Billy, I, They showed Billy Crystal at the Yankee games like three times. And I kept thinking to myself, why is Billy Crystal the most shot-worthy celebrity at this Yankees game right now. Oh, well, he's like a very outspoken Yankees fan. I knew yeah. him as Un- an unapologetic. Un- he's like a Mr. Yankee. Yeah. Yeah. Which I feel like is very appropriate because he's like the shittiest celebrity out there. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> like, the Yankees can have that asshole. God, he's so terrible. Didn't Woody Allen used to go to Yankee games all the time? I don't know. Also like, appropriate. Also, yeah. <laughs> but I always knew Billy Crystal as an L.A. Clippers fan. Back when the L.A. Clippers were trash, he was the only Hollywood celebrity who was like diehard L.A. Clippers fan. He probably owned a piece of him. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, so the National League, it looks like Gio Gonzalez, who's the pitcher for Milwaukee, has left with an apparent ankle injury uh-huh. after the second inning. That's too bad. Dodgers 1, Milwaukee 0. Bottom of the second in Game 4, the Brewers lead two games to one. Eli, to your point, the Brewers won that third game on the road to break the 1-1 tie, so they should have that 75% edge. edge. One thing, two, two observations I made about the NLCS. I am still on the Brewers bandwagon. They are a fun team to watch for me. The other observation I made was that I am questioning. I guess they've won two out of three games, so I can't question it that much. But I'm questioning Milwaukee's pitching rotations. The super short starts for their starters and then going through five or six relievers to get to... Cleveland Indians, M.O. Yeah, well, lots of teams at MO these days, but Milwaukee, I think, is doing it more extremely than most teams. But their relievers have given up a lot of 
runs. I think they have a combined 6.7 ERA in the postseason. It's not good. The Brewers relievers? Yeah. They also talking about how good that bullpen is. Right. That was the big talk coming into the playoffs. And it is not living up to the hype. Hmm. I don't know. Well, Again, they, uh, small they're winning 2-1, right? Yep, yeah, they won two out of three games. And they shut out the Dodgers last night, didn't they? Yeah, they did. So that you can't get much better ELA than that. Right. So lo- something's working. Some, yeah. They won game one 6-5. They lost game two 4-3. Right. Well, and, I, and in that I game one, in the game one, they gave up three runs to the Dodgers in the eighth inning and one run in the ninth inning. And that was after they chased Koshaw, who sucks in the playoffs, too. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I was watching a little bit of, I guess it must have been game one, and Wade Miley was pitching. Uh-huh. That was and game he, two, I think. Oh, that was game two, and he, yeah. went, he had two hits. Oh, uh, yeah, the pitcher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, like, he had the most hits on the team or something. He used to play for the Red Sox. And then, and then someone else, the third baseman for the Milwaukee guy named Travis, uh, some Sam Travis, I can't remember his name. He also played for the Red Sox. I was like, oh man, Milwaukee's got a bunch of Red Sox on their team. Yeah. And then, and then all of a sudden, Dave Roberts comes walking out of the Dodgers uh, <laughs> dugout, and I'm like, God damn, everyone's the Red Sox. <laughs> um. The winning pitcher, speaking of pitchers who rake, the winning pitcher for the Brewers in Game 1 was reliever Brandon Woodruff, who also hit a home play, a home run off of Kershaw. So they are getting more than their fair right. share of offensive production right. from their pitchers, which is awesome and hilarious. The other thing... Yeah. To your point about all the Red Sox playing for Milwaukee, I had this feeling that Milwaukee is this home-for-lost-toys kind of team. And that's one thing I really like about them. They've got, obviously, I've talked a lot, they've got Lorenzo Cain. They've got Joaquin Soria, who used to be for the White Sox. They've got Mike Moustakis, uh, Kansas City. They've got Curtis Granderson, Detroit. I love these guys. It's like, oh. A bunch of, for, a bunch of forgotten superstars. Yeah, you, you were really, really good, but probably a little past your prime. Here, come play for the Milwaukee fucking Brewers. Okay. Basically, you have no pressure on you because now you're playing in Milwaukee. And you can just have fun and be on a good team. Right. Yeah, but I don't know any of their starting pitchers. Gio Gonzalez, I guess I know. Wade Miley, Julius Chasson, he won game three, but has, is he good? I don't know him. Not yeah, he's, experience. He's, he's pitching extremely well, like, like really fun to watch, actually. He pitched for the Rockies for the first six seasons of his career, and then has pitched for a different team each year since then. Yeah, I had him on my fantasy baseball team this year. And uh, I won fantasy baseball, so oh yeah, that. congratulations! Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the other uh, 
fun thing about the Brewers is that, of course, they, they've never won in their yeah. franchise history yeah. a, a World Series. So whenever, and when did they come into the league? Like the 60s, I think. 60s, 67 or something? Yeah. That, uh, that's a long time, A, and always adds a fun element of suspense for any franchise that hasn't won before. Um, but it also makes me wonder, like, how popular are the Brewers really in Milwaukee, and like, how many n- new fans may they be getting this right. year? You know, because they, I, like, I can't even remember last time the Brewers were good. Established nineteen sixty nine. Sixty nine. Yeah, they're also that weird team that gets shifted from the AL to the NL. Right. They were in the AL until 98, and then got shifted to the NL. Yeah. They had a really great first baseman uh, for a long time. Really big guy. Um, what the heck was his name? Oh, they were the Seattle Pilots for one year. I forgot about that. Really? Yeah, they started in 1969 as the Seattle Pilots, an AL expansion team, and they were in Seattle for exactly one year. Before they moved. <laughs> what did not, were they just like playing there while their stadium was being built in Milwaukee? Or did they play when you're in Seattle and they're like, this sucks, let's go to Milwaukee? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Which seems like a really weird thing to happen. They went bankrupt and were acquired by Bud Selig, who moved the team to Milwaukee. Really? Yeah. They went bankrupt in exactly one year? <laughs> That's what it says. Wow. <laughs> that, like, you think that, the, that, oh, I don't even know who, who would have the business acumen to run a team under in exactly one year. <laughs> well, and it's Seattle in 1969. What's Seattle guy going for it in 1969? Jimi Hendrix, I guess? Yeah, it's probably just some, like, super tripped-out hippie who did yeah. a bunch of LSD <laughs> and was like, Whoa, man! I guess you can't give tickets out for free! <laughs> <laughs> they went, in their one year as the Seattle Pilots, they went 64 and 98. That's, I mean, that's bad, but... That's not terrible. It's not, it's not as bad as the Orioles this yeah. year. <laughs> <laughs> They've been to the World Series one time. What year was it that they went to the World Series? Uh, up, 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 up. I just had it. They won the AL pennant in 1982. They have won exactly two NL Central Division titles, 2018 and 2011. And they were the wild card team in 2008. So they didn't make the playoffs between 1982 and 2008. Wow. That's, that's one way to run down your fan base. Yeah. I don't know how Milwaukee fan base works because the big team is the Green Bay Packers, but they're in Green Bay, not Milwaukee. I assume that the vast majority of Milwaukee citizens are Green Bay Packer fans. Yeah, But it's like sure. three hours, I think, from Milwaukee to Green Bay. It's not 
like Green Bay is a suburb of Milwaukee or anything like that. Right. The other issue is Milwaukee is about 45 minutes from Chicago. And I know that's a huge chip on the shoulder for Brewer fans because during regular season home games against the Cubs, most of the stadium is Cubs fans. Right. Is it really that close? Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that, that probably fuels... What? Oh, I think I lost Eli. So, oh, you oh you're me? back. Now I can hear you. I lost you there for oh. a second. Yeah. What did you say? It fuels what? The Packers-Bears. Oh, games. yeah. Oh, yeah. Packers-Bears is huge. The fun thing about that, though, is because the Packers are the more successful team, there are tons of Green Bay fans in Chicago area and Illinois. So that's more a chip on the shoulder for the Chicago Bears fans because they're the bigger, more lucrative, big market team, but they always lose to Green Bay, including this year. And Chicago is filled with Green Bay Packer fans. I imagine there are lots of like Patriots fans in New York. There are yeah, lots of Patriots there's fans kind everywhere. of a weird Connecticut buffer. Oh, right. Where, like, right. Connecticut is sort of New England <laughs> territory, sort of New York territory. <laughs> Fucking Connecticut. It always comes yeah. back to the division of the Northeast down the right. line. <laughs> Somebody needs to build a wall. Build a wall <laughs> through Connecticut. <And> Connecticut. <laughs> uh, Pick a damn side, Connecticut. <laughs> quick wall. Um, Sam. Sam is gone. Yeah. The, the, the return of... Basketball! The we can talk basketball. I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah. The Celtics are playing Philadelphia right now, and that's what I'm watching. Yeah. <laughs> NLCS. Um, because... Yeah. Celtics are going to be good. I have been resisting the Boston Celtics bandwagon, but they're going to be nice. good this year. Yeah. They are. Jump aboard, because they really are. Yeah. I don't know. I might be on that Lakers bandwagon with LeBron. (laughs) (laughs) So I did my basketball fantasy draft last night. Ooh, Boston's whooping Philadelphia right now. Yeah, they're whooping them. Is Kyrie playing? I I assume he is. Yep, we're all healthy. Yeah. Um, I, I did my fantasy draft. I've got LeBron James. I've got Lonzo Ball. I've got Brandon Ingram. So I have three of the starters for the L.A. Lakers. I've got Kyrie. Um, I've got J.R. Smith. I've got Al Horford. Uh, And then I drafted Dwight Howard. Uh, Who's my... I drafted like five... Oh, yeah. I went LaMarcus Aldridge, Al Horford, Rudy Gobert, and Dwight Howard. I spent four straight rounds just drafting the guys with the most blocks available. So if nothing else, I'm going to dominate in the one category of blocked shots. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a lot of shot blockers. And I have most of the 2016 Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. (laughs) J.R. Smith sucks. I love J.R. Smith. Why does J.R. Smith suck? Except for the time he didn't know what the score was in the NBA Finals and lost the game. (laughs) 
I love that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that is you made your own point. <laughs> uh, created one of the greatest memes of 2018. Yeah. They also, uh, like, without fail, gets in fights with Marcus Smart every time that they play against each other. And Marcus Smart has already been fined in the preseason because there was a scuffle between him and J.R. Smith. That sounds like a Marcus Smart. LeBron James's mom. No, that was a guy from the first time LeBron was in Cleveland. I forget that guy's name. It was, uh, he came to the Celtics. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, amazing. the Boston Celtics were like, that's the guy. That's the yeah. guy for us. They're like, hire that guy yeah. now. <laughs> uh, that's what's I'm great. That, that's what's going to be great about this season is that the LeBron versus Boston rivalry can get kicked into, like, the next gear now that he's playing for the Lakers. Yeah, if we got some Celtics-Lakers finals for the next, like, decade between <laughs> LeBron James and Kyrie Irving, that would be so fucking awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. The Lakers, I think LeBron James is going to retire soon. Yeah, the Lakers will so? have to get good. Yeah. I bet he's got three or four more years. L.A. was, his, like, his move to, like, make yeah. his transition into his second career, which is seeing Dwayne Malak Johnson yeah. part two. Yeah, exactly. But he's, like, playing at the top of his game. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be good. But that team is, they'll be okay, but they're not going to be an elite team this year. Like, they're not going to be able to compete with Golden State or Houston or... That's about it. They'll probably be able to compete with everybody else, but... Uh, maybe. Yeah, they'll be they'll be average. Maybe. I mean, LeBron made James made that Cleveland team good. They were <laughs> right, and they were trash. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that was like five years ago. That was last. No, last year. That was last year. Yeah. I still so bad without LeBron. Yeah. Well, do you think that the West is going to cannibalize itself? I do. Hopefully. I think and the they, East. The I think they're just going to like win the finals. Yeah. I think that the Atlantic division with the Celtics, the Sixers, and the Toronto Raptors is going to be the best division in basketball. Uh, The New York teams suck, but those three teams, you could argue, are three of the top five or six teams in the NBA. San Antonio's not going to be very good. Oklahoma City, I don't think, is going to be very good. Minnesota. Uh, what's his name? Who? Carmelo. Carmelo Anthony went to Houston. Oh, I thought he went to... He, he was in OKC last year, and he refused to come off the bench. So oh. they traded him to Houston. Houston will probably be the number two team in the West behind Golden State. Minnesota is self-destructing, and they haven't even played a game yet, which is awesome. Love it. Yeah, I know. Utah might be good. I don't know. Yeah. El Sol? Who? Didn't they change their jerseys to the Suns in Spanish? That's so that was just for one game? Utah Jazz. Yeah. Oh, the Suns. Yeah, the Phoenix Suns are not going to be good. Oh. Yeah, oh. Well, you were talking about the Utah Jets. Yeah, I was talking about the Utah Jets. Yes. Right. 
Uh, and I think that they're the same team. That's there you go. That's where, that's where the, the breakdown is coming. I like I, how utter disrespect uh, we have for all Arizona-based sports teams on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like all of them, we're just like uh, we can't even hate you because we forget that you exist. Right. We think that you are the same as Utah. And I've been to Arizona like three times. I'd, yeah, I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's nice. It's a nice place. <laughs> um, okay, let's wrap this up. We actually went a whole hour. Sam, you're not going to get fired or anything, are you? Nah. Awesome. But I do have to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I assume you guys are picking the Red Sox to win the series. What's your hot take? What's, what's going to be an unexpected thing that happens in the AOCS? It ends in Houston. It doesn't go back to Boston. That is unexpected. Yeah. I was about to say the opposite. What? Uh, well, I don't know. I just feel like the Houston won the World Series last year, and they like all of their series went to seven, except for the one that they played against the Red Sox. So That's true. You can't really count them out, even if they're down. Uh, tomorrow is going to be a real make-or-break game for them, I think. They don't want to lose two of them to the Red Sox. I was looking that up. It says Porcello's going to start tomorrow. Does that sound yeah, right? Yeah, yep. Okay. Yep. He's oh, on short... Did we even talk about how much of a fucking boss Rick Porcello is? No, but we should, yeah. He's fucking man. Yeah. Yeah, he is the man. <laughs> yeah. Next that... time. <laughs> <laughs> coming, coming out of the... I, we might have talked about this last week, but coming out of the bullpen... Against the Yankees, Porcello and Chris Sale in that game four. We didn't talk about that. Sale has been a little underwhelming as a starter, but that inning, eighth inning against the Yankees, that was amazing. It was a real treat. I was there. Yeah. yeah. It was amazing. He's a really, well, Eli, you saw him pitch too, but he's a real interesting. Like, he looks way different than anybody else on the mound because yeah. he's about nine feet tall and, and he's made yeah. out of toothpicks. Yeah, slender man. Yeah. Yeah. Real, he's got a real, like, gray alien vibe mm. about him. Oh, Who we are you talking about Sale? Or? Yeah, Sale. Yeah. yeah. Well, Priscilla looks pretty Priscilla. normal. Well, he's also kind of tall and, and skinny, like gaunt. You right, know? but it looks like all of Chris Sale's limbs bend in weird directions. Yeah. Like Kershaw, but taller and thinner. Right. Yeah. We've come up with um, some good nicknames for people. Uh, David Garbage Time Price, because he's really good when it's garbage time. And he starts <laughs> the rest of the time. Um, uh, oh, I came up with the one. I didn't run this past you guys. Gary Lumpy Sanchez. Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a real-life garbage pail kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what I think, because he looks like a, like a garbage pail kid that's grown up. Yeah. All right, Sam, do you have to go? Oh. Yep. I don't know. He's out. Um, right. I had one other one. Okay, Chris Slenderman sale. Shit. I had another one. All right, Eli, are you still there? Yeah. Uh, give me a hot take from the NLCS. What's going to happen that nobody expects? NLCS... Um, that no one's going to expect. Um, shit, I don't know. Uh, it, I got two. One. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Uh, sorry, I just, I got to throw this in there because it happened 
during the radio broadcast. I don't know if it happened on the TV broadcast, but they were like, uh, we think we should probably mention this story. There's a story breaking right now that the Houston Astros are being in, investigated by the league for suspicious activity during game one of the ALCS and during the ALDS. <laughs> oh, Apparently. Yeah, apparently they had some plain clothed dude who was hanging out in the media sort of dugout area, which is right next to the Red Sox area, and was apparently just sending text message after text message to somebody. Oh, and he shit. He was approached and he was like, by officials, and was, they were like, where are your media credentials? And they were removing him, and someone from the Astros stepped in and said that he was legit. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and so, like, some reporter got wind of it and reached out to the league and confirmed with them that they're investigating them. But apparently it stems back to the LDS, too. So, um, you know, there could be a scandal in hands, which, which, you know, like, there's a lot of this shit in baseball that teams don't really talk about because yeah. there's it just... Lot, like probably lots of teams do it, so if you right. snitch, someone's going to snitch on you. Right. They were yeah. saying during the game that a lot of teams, a lot of, both catchers were giving multiple signs without anyone being on second base, mm-hmm. which is a sign that they're worried that their signs are being stolen. Yeah. So, you know. Anyways, this is a very interesting storyline that I'm sure is going to develop yeah, be more as the week goes on. Yeah. Alright, here are my wishes for the NLCS. Uh, Justin Turner for the Dodgers gets subbed out by Gritty, the mascot for the Philadelphia Phillies. <laughs> Nobody notices. <laughs> uh, <laughs> See the one who got upset because yeah, people were making... That's his new nickname, Justin Gritty Turner, because because if you say, dude, stop calling me, it's middle school rules, man. I'm a middle school teacher. If you say, guys, stop calling me that, sorry, that's your new fucking nickname, Gritty Gritty Turner. Uh, (laughs) I am hoping for a Lorenzo Cain walk-off home run. That's that's my my Christmas wish for the NLCS. And I'm hoping Yasmani, and, well, ooh, we didn't even talk about poor fucking Yasmani Grandal. Um, I want Yasiel Puig to lick somebody. <laughs> I think that that's it within the realm of reason. <laughs> um, I mean, not reason, but possibility. Yeah, right. <laughs> Reasonable, no. Possible, <laughs> yes. Likely, yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, any last words? Uh, no, go Sox. Yeah, go Red Sox. Thanks, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to us. Let's try to do this again before the World Series, at least. We try to do this once a week, but it is, it's the playoffs, and we gotta yeah. we gotta do our jobs. Thanks yeah. everyone who listened to last week's episode. Um, check us out on Twitter. Check us out on Facebook. Listen to us on SoundCloud.com. Find us on iTunes, Dump on the Ump. Please rate us, review us, and share with your friends. Eli, we got another rating this week. Did I tell you about this? Oh, hot damn. Yeah, nope. we, uh, we got our first ever 
four-star rating. Right. Every other rating we've gotten has either been five perfect or one the worst. <laughs> and yes. I'm really yeah, I'm really curious about our listener out there who is like, eh, we're gonna give this podcast four stars. It's okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what that might be a sign of is somebody who's come across our podcast who really likes it. Yeah. But but is got some legitimate concerns with us. Yeah. Yeah. Like a real yeah. listener. Shout out to everyone who we've got. We had a lot of lizards last week. I didn't talk about this. I've got a whole thing I want to talk about to Mooresville, Pennsylvania. Maybe we'll save it for next week. Yeah, let's do that. Champions of the 1955 uh, Little League World Series. Shout nice. out to Mooresville. Alright, All right, ladies and gentlemen. I got no walk-off music, so we're just going to sign off. Thank you very much. Have a pleasant evening. Uh, good evening and a pleasant tomorrow.